Arsenal drop points yet again in the title race. Is this the most exciting title race in Premier League history? We are going to be looking at all the matches from this week's uh, Premier League fixtures and also answering that important question. Where does this title race rank in respect of all-time Premier League title races? And what is the best and most exciting one in humanity and history? United also breezed past Nottingham Forest with ease. Aston Villa going incredibly under the radar. Are they overperforming, underperforming, and is it sustainable either way? Spurs bottling it in the 95th minute against Bournemouth. Could Brighton catch up to them and potentially compete for the top four, especially with uh, Newcastle? Are they going to be a top four contender? Who knows? We will be talking about that and more, and also answering your guys' questions in Knob Gas and previewing the FA Cup semi-finals. It's all here and it's all football, all the football, all the time. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Gasky. Hello, Gasky matey. Hello, hello. How are we? I'm I'm doing great because Arsenal Good. dropped points, City didn't, and you must be quite happy because again, United oh, yes. won. With all the with the list of injuries growing and growing and growing, yes, I'm very happy that they've won a game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Indeed, very happy. A big game as well in the FA Cup coming up against the mighty Brighton. Will those injuries? be a huge uh, one available center back <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> we'll be talking about that and more when we get to the man united section especially um is this is this injury crisis caused by lack of management by ten hag or is it an unavoidable thing caused by fixture congestion but let's start gasky shall we with i mean it probably got to be the the most uh, interesting and important result from this most recent match week and that is West Ham 2, Arsenal 2. Gasky, it's almost like Arsenal don't realise that their main title rival in this title race is Pep Guardiola's Man City. For the second game week in a row, they have thrown away, bottled, whatever term you want to use, they've thrown away a two-goal lead. They have. They're, 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 they're entering these games. These last two weeks, they've entered these matches with confidence. And they're going in, you know, they're getting that early lead, the scaring teams. And then it's just complacency. Like, they was, they've allowed West Ham to get back in that game through party deciding to do skills in his own, what, his own third, I think it was. And then and then you can argue about it, being on ball, whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, and then it was... Um, a foul and then penalty and then you've allowed you give West Ham a sniff you've then had that this chance to then go 3-1 up bottle that and then again you've given West you, you've kept the crowd going through their own from their own mistakes and then West Ham have just having more and more a sniff in the second half Arsenal were non-existent it was this Arsenal from last season you know and, and this is where you'd be worried it's we, we said it last time, didn't we, when it was, I think, who, I can't remember who they were, was it when they dropped past Brentford and it was like they dropped points in three consecutive games and then the City were getting closer, but then City were having a dodgy period straight after. And everything got very, very, you know, close and it drifted again. It could be the same, you know, they might go on a winning run again. You never know, but it's getting, you get into this area now that's Pep's, you know, Pep's, this is Pep's section now, the last 10 games. He just wins every game. He knows what he's doing. And this is where you can't afford to drop points because City will sniff you, will, will sniff, they'll hunt you down, and then that's it. It's as Haaland said, you know, we, it, Arsenal, we have to hunt them. And he, he's absolutely right. And if you, you, you don't want to drop points at any point in the season, certainly not in, in the, the crux 
business end of the season right at the end of it where you know past experience shows us that pep city in general i think especially in the the 18 19 season i think they won every single game in that in that last uh, run in uh, in the title race against liverpool it could be a, an exact situation here and it's the second game in a row and they've still got to go away to the etihad and they've still got to go to st james's park as well uh, so a huge um huge thing in the in the title race in that respect but it's the fact that it's, it's a two goal lead thrown away again it wasn't enough that they did it and you can say anfield you know it's liverpool it, yeah it's different whatever. isn't it but anfield. no disrespect to west ham who, who you know who were value for this draw and they even probably could have won it right at the end you know, hitting the crossbar through antonio i think it was uh and they were and they did very well to get back into the game but at the end of the day this is a west ham side who are currently in a relegation battle you should not be throwing no. away a two-goal lead against the uh, side. Especially in the dying embers of the season. These are the games you win. <clears throat> Even if it's a 1-0 and you shut up shop or whatever you want to do, you win this game. This is what you have to do. And it's a two again, yeah, a 2-0 lead where you're comfortable and you've there's no other way of putting it, you've thrown it away. You've mm. you've thrown it away and then you've got two points from six now in games you've thrown away. Yeah. Simple as that. And and now City are what is it four points now behind yes. with a game in hand? Mm-hmm. It and you then you've got to go to the Etihad. So that Etihad game becomes even more and more important now. Arsenal, you could probably say you could get away with losing that game if you're six points clear. You know? But now you're getting to a point where this should be fair now when you go into that to the Etihad because you're gonna to have to avoid defeat. You can't lose that game. Because if City if, if City get in front of them, same games, no games in hand, that's it. I don't think they'll get caught then. Yeah, I think that if they didn't if they won this game a lot of people say, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway after the Liverpool game, but it was still been goal difference. And then who yeah. knows how many goals Arsenal could score. If City win now, goal difference is irrelevant and City will be oh, ahead of them. Yeah. And it also means that assuming City's goal difference is better and stays better, it means that City can now afford, if they beat Arsenal, to draw uh, away they've, against Brighton and Brentford. They've got that lifeline, haven't they now? Yeah, so it was just, just a really weird game for Arsenal. They started so in such a dominant manner, as they have so much of this season, they, they come out of the blocks really quickly, they overwhelm teams, they they, they almost like kill them off in the, in the first few minutes. But then they but then they, they give the opposition like like a chance. I, 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 was, yeah. I was looking, I was like watching the game, I was like a, two, a second goal went in, I was like, well, that's that, that's the end, that's the end of that. But I thought that had Anfield, and then one goal went in, and yeah. I was like, there's it, a chance just... here. Yeah, and then te teams now, these teams will see these games that are going to play Arsenal and they'll be like, we just need it, even if they go in the 2 0 up, just need a sniff. Just need a sniff and then they'll crumble and that's what's happening. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they even had the, the penalty chance uh, yeah. to, again, restore that two goal cushion yeah. and properly kill the game. But even that they threw away. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's that many penalties that I'm seeing now when they're missing the target, and it's weird. Are they going blind? It's football, so they don't get it. So one thing I'll always say is, you hit the target. If you put it in the corner, and the keeper saves it. You got to be like, keep good save. But you put it, if you're missing the target, mm -hmm. something's not right. And this is the first time in Arsenal's history, certainly in the Premier League. I'm not sure about overall, but certainly in the Premier League era, the first time in their history that they've uh, failed to win after being two goals up in consecutive games. So, my question, Gasky, is, is that just coincidence? Is that just a bit of a misfortune and just so happens to be these games back-to-back? -back? Or is this young Arsenal side feeling the pressure of a rampant Man City? 
It's got to be pressure. You have to think it's pressure. There's, you know, they've they've had it. They've been comfortable all season. To be fair, you know, it is it is, it is glimpses of Leicester season. You know, where no one's no one's getting near them really. You know, and you know, like like you know, like when they lost the first game against United, they were the better team. They had all you know the possession and stuff, but United just took the chances. You know, and then they had the little blip in the middle. They was it just before the World Cup or after the World Cup? I don't know when it was. Um, and then they've been. Then they before then. Is this where they, is this where they fall out of that tree? No, they got back into it again. They kept going, but it's doing, it's happening again now. So it's they need to bounce back sooner rather than later. Because if they don't, if they if they don't win a game now until they play City, then it gets really scary. Then and then do the heads drop? What yeah. happens then? Yeah. So I think they play home against Southampton which you would fully expect them to win. City actually don't yeah. play in the Premier League because they've got an FA Cup semi-final to yeah. play. And then it's the game at the Etihad. So in theory... Oh, so City don't play now until they play Arsenal? Exactly, in the Premier League, yeah. Ah, right, yeah. Because they've got Sheffield United in the FA Cup. So in theory, Arsenal could be seven points ahead, but you know, by the time they get to the Etihad game, but two games to, you know, uh, over City. So it would, it yeah. would still mean that uh, <laughs> you know, if City wins, basically, it could be game over uh, for them. But... Will that be a mental stumbling block for City? I'm not, I'm not so sure. I, I don't think it has. In the I mean, it's, the timing of playing Southampton for Arsenal is good because if you're on this little bad run, having the 20th to play yeah. is, is your best, first, is best case scenario. Yeah, exactly. It's be- best case, isn't it? Yeah, you can just get an easy three points. You don't win that game. Mm. That's when... Is it, is it at the Emirates, that game? Yes, yeah, yeah. As well. Right. If you don't win that game, then people are going to be like, no, nah, not a mm. chance. Well, if they don't win that game, then... Does that mean that City can afford to lose to Arsenal? Maybe? Theoret- I, theoretically. I, I don't I know how it works out. That'll put, so that'll put them five ahead, play two games more, isn't it? But then they've got them, but then they play each other. Yeah. It probably means that City yeah. can afford to draw, <clears throat> probably. Yeah, so it'll be five it'll be five points ahead, two games more, but then if City do beat them, they'll be two points behind with two games in hand. Yeah. And that would be so, like game over, surely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, City are not going to lose both yeah. games in hand. Though, games, so. Yeah, so it now, it now means Arsenal have got to win and draw against Newcastle and uh, Man City to have, to have a chance, realistically. Mm, and yeah. those are two tricky games. Obviously, yeah, um, and as I say, West Ham were good value for it. Uh, it's, pro- it's a point I didn't think they were going to get. They got three points last week. I didn't think they were going to get. So they're probably going to be safe. Um do you, do it's getting you interesting down there now. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it, it's between the bottom five for me now. I think they're they're fine. It's. It's yeah. Leeds, Everton, Forest, Leicester, and Southampton. It's between. I don't think anyone above that now is fine. Yeah. I think. And, I, think I think. I think. I think Bournemouth might be fine now. To be honest. And also, so. West Ham still in Europe as well. Uh, here's another question. Uh, Guardiola's made. There's always this whole like debate about does being in Europe help or hinder, basically, mm. and. If you've got a very limited squad, like you, like you just can't accommodate for it at all. Like we've seen Burnley in the Europa League, like we've seen Everton in the Europa League, and they've just crumbled in the league, and that's just because yeah. they, don't, they don't have the squad, really. But if you do have the squad for it, Guardiola's of the view that it's better to you know keep the rhythm and play every three or four days. Yeah. Um, do you agree with that? or Because, you know, when Arsenal, for example, when Arsenal got knocked out of the Europa League by Sporting... Um, there was, I mean, as you would do as an Arsenal fan, I guess you try to do a positive spin of, well, now we can focus on the league, only one game a week, rest of players, etc. Yeah. But do you buy that, or do you think actually no. Guardiola's onto I, something? Yeah, I think it's a myth that I think the whole playing once a week doesn't benefit you as much as people make out to be. 
I think, because um, I think Tenard said it, players want to play. They don't want to train, they want to play football. They want to play a 90-minute game. So playing two games a week, they'd probably prefer. Yeah, then it does come into the matter of fitness, which is the issue with injuries. When you're playing so many games, you do. Fitness comes into it, you know. And when you have a limited quality squad that you want to play away, which I think is United's issue this season, they don't have the squad to play the same style, as you can see with the striker position, for example. It does become an issue. And then players have to play more minutes because you're trying to play the same style every match. And then you can't play certain players because they don't fit that system, especially if you're a new manager as well. So I think the whole, oh, we've only got the Premier League to concentrate on now, is a myth. I don't think it really means much. It's like, you want to play as much as often as possible to keep fitness up and also rotate the squad and rotate in the right places. And it keeps the team keeps the team going. That's what I, I, that's what I think. You know, I think Guardiola is right with that. I don't think, I think if you're playing once a week, really doesn't, when you're, when you're a team like Arsenal and you want to win trophies mm. once a week, you shouldn't be playing once a week. Do you know, like if you think about the early North, in the noughties and the early tens when, you know, like United were winning titles and they were winning trophies and stuff, you know, Fergie never moaned about having to play two games a week. Mm. Do you know, every, every now and again, you know, team the manager did it back then. And now it's like only going for the title is, is you know, is, is a, a benefit. Why? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd much rather be in more competitions. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd much rather. I, I still, I still think having the Carabao Cup is pointless. Like that's too much. Like mm. if you've been that off, you can then spread it out evenly. Like every team has, you know, where you can have a little bit of a break at Christmas, for example. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree with that. But then I do think having one cup and then being in everything benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. West Ham able to capitalize on on Thomas Party errors and uh, and also it was a Gabriel giving a giving away the penalty just very um, briefly it was a penalty it, ju- it just was a gabriel with yet another high profile error um i don't really but and like he has gabriel has improved a lot since the start of the season when i when i just said you don't win the league title with a player like gabriel and to be fair the gabriel at the start of the season when i said that is very different to the current gabriel who has yeah. improved but he I've never seen a player make so many high-profile mistakes but still get rated so highly. Am I just blind to it, no, Gaskin? I know, he is. It makes you think, doesn't it, that Sal- Saliba's injured. Is it one of these situations where is there a lot of protection there? Mm. Do you know, is it having him there lets it, yeah, he basically is giving him a get-out-of-jail-free card a lot and having holding next to him now he's getting a bit more figured, figured out. Because he, make, he makes a lot of mistakes, he does. But maybe it's just this season he's just, you know, he's lucky. You know, he's been very lucky this season. Yeah, because he obviously gave away the penalty against West Ham, just off the top of my head. He gave away the penalty against Spurs. Uh, he gave away a penalty. Sorry, he sh- I think he probably should have given away a penalty against Liverpool. That was a controversial one. Um, he made at least one error in the Man City game. There's just so, so many examples of it. And for people to say, oh, I've seen some people put him in their like, t- team of the season. I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I just I just don't know where it comes no, from, personally. No. Um, if anyone in the comments wants to debate that with me, but absolutely fine to listen to your thoughts. But I just he's don't not, really he's see not, with Gabriel. He's not, bad, he's not bad, but he's not... He's not terrible, but he's, he's not, not... He's not what people are raving him as. He's not that. No. I mean, I've, some pe- yeah. I've seen some people try to say he's a better player than, like, Ruben Diaz, for example. No, which I think he's, he's insane. He's, I would say he's, he's above average. He's a seven. Well, he's not bad. Seven. Yeah, he's, he's not a seven, bad, but... He's not, he's not a nine. No, yeah. he's nothing like that. No, he's, he's not, not a game changer. He's not no. been as good as like Saliba or Martinez. No, for no, no, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's so, very just it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Speaking of Diaz, uh, uh, his side, Man City, 
able to overcome Leicester relatively comfortably 3-1. This was the definition of a game of two halves. Uh, it was done after 45 minutes, to be honest. I know, you know, Pep substitutions have got got a little bit of criticism because it did allow Leicester to come back into the game. But come on, like it's it's 3-0. And it doesn't matter if it's you're, sticky speed. You're, speed you know, you've, you've got Champions League. You've got, you know, like this. It, you've got these. You could die in ends of the season. Don't risk it. Yeah, it's just, just. I, you I know, was you, fine with it. Leicester, Leicester aren't putting free in at the Etihad. They're not. No. All due respect. So. No, yeah. th- th- their first goal was a fluke. It was just Calvin Phillips getting in the way of Edison. And yeah, they did. Have, they did have a last, you know, couple of late chances when Madison had a shot and Iheanacho, um, uh, hit the post, but. It was. It was that that result was never in danger or, or doubt. Yeah. So as I say, the, the job was done in the first half. Holland equaling uh, the record for most Premier League goals in a 38-game Premier League season, and uh, extending his run in all competitions to 47, which is insane. Uh, if he doesn't win Young Player of the Season and Player of the Season, then I, I don't yes. even know what to say. No, he he should get both. Got to win, hasn't he? It's yeah. got to be a thing. Um, De Bruyne getting yet another assist and yet yeah, a crucial three points. Uh, Leicester still in the danger zone. Um, maybe this, I mean, this could probably be its own sort of debate, couldn't it? I think Gasky, especially if, even though I don't think it should have to happen, but let's say, for argument's sake, City win one of or both of the Premier League and Champions League this season, yeah. or maybe even the treble. I don't know. Uh, and Holland scores, you know, break, let's say he scores 36 Premier League goals and 50-odd in all comps. Yeah. He should win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it, what else does he have? It's one of those, what else you have to do? If, you've, if, you, if your team, because this is the argument, isn't it, with the Ballon d'Or, team trophies, people go, it's a team trophy, it shouldn't matter. Right, fine. He's put 50 goals in a, in a season. He should win it based on that. Who else? Who's who would you say in in the world is close? Well, that's the only right, thing. Right now, who's no close one. right now? Who's close right now? No, no one. one. Yeah, no one. But no what, one is close. But you know what's who's, annoying? Yeah. yeah I, Holland won't win it because Messi will win it no. because he won Player of the Tournament at World, World Cup, Cup. Yeah. which which is and, and which is a team trophy. And he was a Messi as was good as, unbelievable. As good as, yeah, as, yeah, as good as Messi was, is a team trophy just because he's won that and he's done good at the World Cup. It doesn't just mean that's what you get. Hmm. And the World Cup isn't a season. Put it this way: if if City win the treble, he should get it because the treble's been done once in English football. City then broke it, and there's one guy who has took them to that really and got the goals, and that's him. So you should win it. He should. Simple as that. I, I just, I just, well, I just. I mean, it hasn't even happened yet. That's no. like you know. But um, we're reading the future. Yeah, I, I guess in the future. I just, I feel like as soon as Messi won that World Cup, it didn't really matter what wrongly i think uh, yeah. it didn't really no, matter it what anyone else did he was always just just because of and it sounds like i'm having a go at messi here we was he was no, easily no, it's nothing, no, nothing against messi messi i love messi i think messi's arguably the best player to ever grace but that isn't enough to win an individual award mm-hmm. for a year because the, cal- oh, no, the calendar year it used Isn't to be it? the calendar year. Now it's the season. Is, is it the season now? Yeah. Well, the season then. He's not done enough compared to what Hall. If, you know, this is obviously hypothetical that City do go and win the title, go and win, you know, FA Cup, maybe even the Champions League. He's done enough, or he's done more miles more than anyone else. So. I think so. But yeah, that was just my little rant about that because it seems it's already set in stone. But I don't think it should be because if you speak to people who watch PSG this season, they'd say that Messi wasn't the be- the best, even PSG's best player. 
this season. Apparently, so, yeah, she fans were booing him. Yeah, <laughs> There's points this season. Yeah. So it's like, oh yeah, we're giving the ball door. Yeah, <laughs> makes no just... sense. Ah, but there we go. It's a thing. Um, I tell you what does make sense now. United signing of Anthony? Question mark. <laughs> He's actually been doing the business for the past couple of weeks. He has. He has confidence. I think it is. I would say confidence. He's uh, he was he was very. What I do like about him is he's got a bit of bite to him as well. He's, he's a, you know, he's he, has the, he has the skill. He? he has the skill. Yeah, every player, every player needs to have a knobhead side, <laughs> within within reason. Some players knobhead side is too much. Bruno's, for example, Your too dad. much knobhead. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's too much knobhead. Pepe. Yeah, yeah, too much knobhead. And then, but he's got that nice amount where it's. He'll, you know, he'll run for ninety minutes. He'll want to take. He wants to take on players. He's got the confidence now to do that more. He just needs what Mares has at City, where he will. He, you know, he's gone his left foot. You, everyone knows that, right? You could, you could read that. Mares, because he can use. He's not as good with his right, but because he can use it, you, you're, you're second guessing what he's going to do. That's what Anthony needs to add to his game now. He's that second guess. But the the way he'll track back and he'll slide in and he'll rough up the fullbacks and. He's getting that into him now. Like the second goal against Forest was beautiful. You know, he's he's just like I'm running at you now, and he ran for five of them and played it through. So a fullback, brilliant. Went at Collins' plan, and he's getting there. And this is this is where we always say, don't we, for signings for any team, give them time, just mm-hmm. get let them settle in at least a and season and get their go. Yeah, it takes a season, you know. And yeah, he's still not being good enough for the price tag. I don't care. I don't like talking about price tags because that's just the world we live in now. But just give him time. Give him time, and he'll be good. And so it's it's all going well on the right, and it needs to with with the piling injuries, which which we'll get into shortly. On the left, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say on the left, obviously Rashford is an absentee, and Sancho has uh, uh, come in to fill that void. Um, he did struggle last season, but you just say, well, coming to a new it, league, different club, adapting. Yeah. But it is confidence. Sancho is definitely confidence. Like it's you you watch you watch both of them. Like the Forest game is prime example. Anthony's like, I'm having you. And Sancho's like, I'll stop and play it somewhere else, you know, just someone else do something. And it's, it, it just, I think it's just confidence. Like, so I think a lot more has gone on within this season than just football related. It has to have for him to yeah. just disappear for a few months. So I'm not me, I don't want to make excuses. You know, I, we talk about it's about football, but we don't know, do we? So yeah. it, yeah, I'm, I hope, I just, it's more hope now that I hope that he does, because you know, you know, he's a fantastic player. I just hope he finds that, he finds that form and then. Because because he, he's a he's a great player and he's very very clever and you know and he see he reads the game better than others so we'll just I can just hope really. Do you see him being like a consistent starter uh, under Ten Hag or um, do you think that it, like, let's assume Anthony continues playing really well down that right? Rashford seems to have the left uh, lockdown. Yeah, has, has a lot of work to do if he wants to be a consistent starter. A lot of work because if Anthony's getting better and better and better, Rashford can I don't think he'll be as good next season as he's been this season. Rashford, but you know I think there's competition for that right hand side. Yeah, oh, very good. You know, really good competition for that side. So, on mm-hmm. the right side, left side, left side. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. And uh, but there have been lots of injuries at United. Um, oh yes, I'm in a hospital at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's it's been a bit mad, hasn't it? Martin Mar- Martinez is confirmed. Well, that, that's a, that severe game was just mental. <laughs> yeah. So he's now <laughs> out for the season, mental. isn't he? Martinez is out for the season, broken metatarsal in his foot. Yeah. Uh, Varane. They reckon a couple of weeks, but then the season's got a couple of weeks left or whatever it is. So it's like, well, you might get back for a couple of games, which would be good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just... Sabitzer got injured in the warm-up yesterday. 
So, oh, did he? Uh, yeah. So, it, but a groin injury. He might be okay though. You don't know. So, um, yeah. So if you want, so they're going to have one available centre back for the Brighton for the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's this. This is this is where I think you got a new manager who's brought in a new style of football, and this is what he wants to play. You've got a squad that you haven't got the depth to play this style. Mm-hmm. You know when when. Martial is ten times better than Vekos. We know this. He knows he can. He's miles better at football, and he, the way he, you know, surprisingly, he pressed for that first goal, mm. and I think he shot everyone he was pressing. Um, and he's miles better when he's been in the team. They've been playing so much better. They play so much better. Even Tanag says that. But then Vegas comes on. He's, he can't play the same way because he just stands up top like a tree. So it's like you know you you haven't got that player coming short to collect and take players out of the game. And that's why players play so many minutes, you know. And, and then if he's allowed to get a squad rather than to have this eleven, then they won't, these injuries won't happen because then players can can rest. Unfortunately, it was the both both centre backs. Because yeah. if it was someone, if it was a different position, you'd be like, oh, okay. But when both centre backs go, then you're like, oh. and it means Maguire has to play, and he is dross. Oh, it's just like it's like it's like this this penalty shout that Forrest got. He's not even looking at the ball, and he's tackling his own ban. Mm. It just, oh, I don't Weird, know. It's it? just, it's just, it's just something about him, and then he's, he's just this arrogance he's got as well. Like these interviews he has, is saying like, "Oh, I don't have to prove anything." It's like, yes, you fucking do. You don't even start. Yeah, well, that, you're the captain. And you don't start, and you've got this. You have this ego about yourself. It's like you're not that guy. Yeah, it's it, 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 that ego away. It's almost like he thinks he's made it or something. And I mean, well, technically you have because you're the captain, man, yeah. or whatever. But that, 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 that was a good comment that you just raised, and his, his thing about. I don't. I shouldn't have to prove myself because I'm captain of Man United. You're on the bench. You're the captain on the bench. That well, tells you nothing. Yeah. Well, well, that. But also, I think if you like, let's go. He said, you know, he says he's the captain of Man United. Someone like Roy Keane. I think his mentality would be, I've got to prove myself every single minute I'm on the pitch because it's not a given yeah. that I get to start. So it's the exact well, opposite that, mentality that's what, that's that you should have. Lot, yeah, that's what a lot of other players say. Don't they? They, they say that and and. Here's what I've seen the previous weeks about uh, the things he said. The previous weeks with him saying about, um, you know, about, oh, I'm, you know, I don't have to prove myself as stuff, kind of unrelated to football, but the stuff that happened when he was in Greece, it kind of oh, speaks yeah. truth now that he did that, saying about, oh, I'm, you know who I am. That kind of, he's that type, you can tell he's that type of person. And then I don't know about the truth on this video. Have you seen the video of oh, Anthony? When he's, that. He's I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he's because so, clearly, he's, clearly so he's a prick. I think he's a prick. He <laughs> must be a prick to them. You know, there must be something going on there. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe him not playing is more that the players don't like him. And Ten Hag's like, well, I'm not going to play one guy that Steve Ten don't like. I'm going to play and put, put him on the bench. That was, you know, that was there might be more funny. to it. There might be more to it. Yeah. You don't know. Or they, or they but, just yeah. don't rate him. Yeah, maybe it's like, you, who are you? Yeah. Who are you, French? Fuck off. We're <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> but yeah, there we oh, go. Yeah. Uh, oh, big, big three points for United. And just the last thing on that, Gasky. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but there is basically an injured 11 at United. Now there is a centre-half issue, especially if yeah. Varane doesn't come back soon. Um, but there is a big cushion that United have in terms of the top four. Are you worried on any level about falling out of that top four, um, or are you pretty confident? It, the next game will confirm it for me because it's Tottenham. If they beat Tottenham, then yes. I, think, I think it's Tottenham. Then I think that's it because you know, like to me, between third and fourth, don't really care which one you pick, which oh, one yeah, you yeah. get. Really, does it mm-hmm. make a difference? Even second doesn't make a difference if you don't win anything else. So. If they beat Tottenham, I think that's it. Then I don't think they'll 
they'll cave mm-hmm. that much. So I think they'll be alright. Yeah, I mean, even if, for argument's sake, let's say United lose their game in hand over Spurs, and let's even say that Spurs oh, the game beat them. Item. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's say, for argument's sake, that you know they they lose that one. It means that Spurs and and even if Spurs beat United, United would still have a three point gap over them. Uh, and, so... and, and the game, I think the game in hand as well. Yeah. So. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. If this happened earlier in the seat, like maybe a few games ago, maybe it would be a different oh, yeah. story. I, th- but... I think I think they're lucky with the timing of it. There's enough points on the board. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of points on the board and the fights for you know uh, top four, top top six, whatever. Uh, really interesting results happened. Uh, Brighton winning uh, against a, a, a mediocre mid-table team. Uh, Aston Villa beating. Uh, Newcastle very comfortably 3-0 by the way incredibly well, impressive yeah Villa are just magical at the moment yeah and then a magical finish to the Spurs Bournemouth game where uh, Spurs losing that one again if Spurs won that one they'd be what on the same points as Newcastle a game extra played yeah. sure but you know the fact they lost it at home against Bournemouth it yeah, basically booing, got... booing, fifth fighting for top four and they're booing their own players and they get some yeah. and it means that Bournemouth it's, are probably yeah. safe it's not good at well. old Tottenham is it no, it's 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 definitely not. And for me, in my head, it's not of, top four. There's a lot of comments as well about other managers about this this Delaney guy in charge. The disrespect he's giving out, apparently. Really? Because you know that whole thing that happened with the Brighton manager and not shaking hands and stuff. Oh off. yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's just been saying he's clearly just been saying shit about yeah. other managers, and he's not they're not happy with it. Yeah, so I it's think something, it was a... something spicy going on. I think so, another kind of house. No, it was Gary yeah, it was O'Neil. Gary O'Neill. Yeah, he walked off and didn't shake his hand. Yeah, this he's a bit of a prick. I think weird. Really, yeah. really weird mentality there. Um, really weird, but yeah. So that, that's probably for me. That's their top four hopes done. Bournemouth probably have saved uh, themselves. Uh, Brighton. We've talked at uh, length at Brighton uh, a lot on these uh, podcasters. Is doing a fantastic job. The foundations laid by Graham Potter. I'm just going to say it again. Just going to say that again. Just going right, to. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there every week, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> just, just gonna, uh, oh, just, could... you know, you're not going to forget that Graham Potter laid those foundations. If I could squeeze that in every single time, <laughs> that would be uh, fantastic. Can we just say as well. Can we just say as well, Brian? How good is Matoma though? Mm. Be, this guy come out of nowhere, and he yeah. just makes it look so easy. He's, he's fantastic. I've now decided that. Because uh, I, I think, because I, I was like the other night, I was thinking, sit, what positions does, now we've gone to this new system, I don't think we, I don't even think we really need an out-and-out fullback now with the three to five we're playing. I was like, what positions do we need? And I was thinking, Foden's currently injured, and every time Grealish goes down, I get really concerned because I'm like, well, who do we actually have on the left now? Yeah. If Grealish gets injured, we don't have anyone. Alvarez can get shoved there, but he's not. that's not his best position. You don't, you don't want to start shoving players in positions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I now think we probably need another option at left wing Liao of AC Milan and like a crash scalier Liao's like new contract as well yeah exa- exactly yeah, yeah. Li- yeah Li- so in my head they're both a no-no and I was thinking who would be like a realistic one and I, I think Matoma, Matoma would be realistic yeah, yeah he this is his first this is his first season playing at Brighton but he's actually been a Brighton player for a couple of years so yeah is he alone he's been on yeah he was on loan at um, Berlin a Union Berlin I think it was yeah. last year uh, so he doesn't have, you know, four or five years on the contract. It's like three. I mean, Brighton would still want a load of money for him. But oh, no, it'll be, you're looking at 50 million. But then also, if McAllister's looking at leaving as well, it's going to be difficult to get both out. Yeah. But um, in, Brighton, in, my, but... in my dream city scenario, we'd get Matoma. He's he's class. One can, one can dream. One exactly. Can dream. Yeah. And hey, I think, you know, Brighton are, are a very, uh, what's the word? Um, they're, a, they're, very, they're a giving club. <laughs> uh, uh, 
not reasonable, but a, pr- a pragmatic mm. club. If if a good, sort of like yeah. Leicester, if a good bid comes in, they will accept it. But they're not. It's, it's not. It's not like the, the kind of like with Tottenham with Kane. Like you know, you come in with a decent bid. It's like nope, 100, 150 You want? Yeah, yeah. It's like the the realistic. It's like look, you know, we have got this player here. If you offer us fifty million, you can yeah. have him. Like we want, we want seventy. But if you do come in with fifty, fair enough. Yeah, you know, they, we'll accept that. Yeah. Yeah, they do seem to be pr- practical. That that's the unless word, that's it's Caicedo. It's, it's a bit different. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but even then, they were like, right, we'll just but even then, meet it was our like, it was like asking price. Offer, yeah, offer, and then you can have him. And they never did so. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, th- that's Brighton. And yeah, let's just. I think we've got to have a, a, a bit, a bit of a chat about Aston Villa. Um, yeah. Because it's out, out of. No- I think we mentioned it on the last podcast. Out of nowhere well, for me, well, anyway. Is it? I think it was it. It's either from Christmas or the New Year, sixteenth to six. Sixth. Yeah. It's just. It's just mad. And they're now three points behind Spurs out of nowhere. If, yeah. I feel like they've just sort of gone under the radar a little bit for me, anyway. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, and and does coincide with Unai Emery coming into uh, the team. I, I've seen I've seen some uh, like YouTube videos and analysis on the whole Aston Villa thing, and it does seem like they are very heavily overperforming in terms of like you know they shouldn't have scored as many goals as they should have done. Yeah, the, it the, the the I feel like the in as much as you know no disrespect to them, but I've, where they are isn't doesn't represent how good they've been. Like they're not they're not as good as Brighton have been playing. And Newcastle have been playing. Yeah. They're just, you know, I think it's just going their way. Like, kind of how Fulham went at the start of the season. Do you know, it's like, you shouldn't be seventh, mm. you know, because you're not playing at a seventh position way, but it's just going your way. You know, everything's working. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, they may end up dropping off, but, you know, it's a really good comeback because teams don't tend to, you know, stack halfway through the season and end up potentially near top four. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. exactly. And, uh, it's Ollie Watkins in particular who is overperforming. Oh, he's oh, he's, oh, a lot. He's he's what is he? Seventeen goals and assists this season. Something mental. Not bad. Not bad. Um, but so, but Aston Villa have always been a club where, for the past few years anyway, where they've underperformed. Especially you know, un, yeah. you know when they had all that Grealish money and they and they seem they seem to sign oh, really threw, good players. Threw, but yeah, they, nothing getting, happens. Yeah, but then Nottingham Forest have shown that signing of massive numbers just doesn't work. Yeah, so. What do you think Villa need to do to go from we don't want I th- to be I think performing, we want to be performing? I think, yeah, I think they're good now. I think you've got you've got a, a class manager, you've got you've got good talent. Just you get, you're gonna you know Emery's gonna have a summer transfer window. This could be good. Yeah, you know, get the right transfers in. It's similar with Wolves. Uh, no, Wolves have now you know they were bottom and now they've got a fantastic manager, and they you know they've got an idea now. They know what they're doing. And they're going the other way, so you know they'll have a summer as well. So very interesting. Can you see Villa like genuinely competing and being in like the sort of like Europa League or Conference spots next yeah, year? I I can. I would, and even Wolves, I could potentially see it as well. Mm-hmm. So so that that I think back in back in the Everton, you know, Everton Villa days when it was them two, they were the ones under the top four that were always there. Yeah, I could see that them coming back into that spot now where they fill that that little hole. It's gonna it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be like up to ninth where it's going to be a battle mm-hmm. that's good though across the board it's always good yeah. to have that's good what, teams. what you want competitive league that's what you want yeah you want the gap between ninth and fourth to be quite small because it keeps teams on the toes yeah and it's just mad that you know uh just just goes to show how like good and rich the league is that the likes of wolves and villa can attract yeah. managers and the, like and the, and the one spending a fortune like off. yeah <laughs> indeed but there we go uh aston villa doing absolute bits Brighton, Bournemouth 2. 
uh, and uh, yeah, uh, title race drama as well. And that is the roundup of this week's matches. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. And now we're going to have the main topic of today's uh, podcast, a bit of a cheeky debate. I think we think Gasky and I both agree, to be honest. What yeah. is the best title race in Premier League history? This question's being asked because this is obviously, a, you know, this season's title race is now for me actually it's getting spicy now yeah for me this title race has only just started to get spicy though yeah it's uh, well i always find difficult with the title races if if it's just one team that's got a bit of distance it's not really a race because you're catching someone yeah you know it's not it's not there's no like chopping and changing going on a lot yeah you know you want it you you want that's what you want you want you know oh they're top this week or they're top this week and that's Mm. that's a race you know but yeah it's, it's only caught it up now because it's you know it's getting close the gaps closing so it's a bit of a difficult one i feel like you know you've got like the new the newcastle one back in the 90s you know where they they threw that away that mm-hmm. again it's not really a race it's a bit similar mm-hmm. you know the you know well, i think they got like four losses in seven games or something um the, the, i think the, the city liverpool one when it was like what was it 1998 points to 97 or something like that that was very good that was that was a very good one that was I, I would I would put that second. I think the Aguero moment, as much as it hurts, that has to be the top one. It has to be. Yeah, I I definitely agree. There there was another good Liverpool one just before we get to the Aguero one. There was another good Liverpool one, the thirteen fourteen. That, that was the, the, was that the three all Palace game with Suarez. And, yeah, and tears, yeah, and even before then the Gerrard slip with a uh, yeah, with Denver yeah. Bar. That that was and and that was where uh again that, that was city atop then liverpool then city then liverpool yeah, yeah. and then liverpool won at anfield and it was like right that's title over and then chelsea out of nowhere beat liverpool yeah, it was a, a slip and then they dropped the points against palace mm-hmm. and yeah and it which went tits up yeah and, and, yeah, and even that was good. even last season as well that that went down to the last game of the season as well and that was yeah exactly uh two nil down as well mm-hmm. and, and then again uh uh, City coming back there, and and the uh, the eighteen nineteen one, really good title race, and also another fantastic moment: the Vincent Company goal against oh, Leicester. Yeah. The absolute don't rocket. shoot! Don't shoot! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. Yeah. Just, uh, are there any more recent? I and mean, obviously, you can look. You know, the uh, Arsenal and United in the early days. Arsenal, oh, yeah, uh, sorry, United, yeah. Chelsea in the mid to late noughties. Yeah. But the 0-9-10, I think that there was one there as well. Yeah, Chelsea one to but, start the United winning four in a row. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the only right answer is 11-12. Yeah, the one that goes to the last kick of pretty much the last kick of the game. Yeah, didn't it? So it's yeah, there has to be that one really yeah. because that was you know if United had a lead, City caught them. You know, oh City have probably won this. They're playing QPR. who are going to get relegated. United have won. That's it. It's like you're waiting for the whistle to go and then. Balotelli's only ever assisted City. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just it's just a fairy tale, isn't it? You know, it's one of those where I hate it that it's City. Yeah, but I'm glad I got to witness it as a football <laughs> fan. <laughs> it's a yeah. difficult one. Yeah, de- definitely, it's it's got to be that. One. It had it had storyline. It was yeah, also yeah. the fact that it was two local, uh, like rivals. No, exactly, it's both man. It's both you know Manchester clubs. And yeah, there, there was a storyline of Fergie a couple of years ago saying not in my lifetime. There was the Carlos Tevez storyline. Uh, there yeah. was. You know, it was the you know United went from one week beating Arsenal eight two to then losing six one. Yeah, and it was it was a just drama across the board. Yeah, and then there with like was it with eight or six games left, there was an eight point lead where City lost at the Emirates, 
and it was like oh no yeah like this it was a good travel but it's also a united bottle job oh yeah, as well. yeah. It, was, it, everything, it was everything you want in the title race happened in that season yeah because united, did, united then what did they do they drew at home against everton was it three all or four all oh Something that was, insane. That game, I was no, I, that, that that game was when i, I actually about thought that this is not good because <laughs> yeah. this is gonna this is just gonna crumble them now and it did and then they lost against they lost, Wigan. They lost the stupid yeah they lost like like we ever since i had a season ticket united because that was the last year i had a season ticket surprisingly they were it was always be like five nil four nil that was always when they played wigan you knew you had an easy three points and they lost yeah they lost it and then you thought that's when i knew here we go was that, at, was, that old, was that at Old Trafford as well? Uh, or was that I away? Can't I can't remember. remember. I, can't, I think he might have away. But, but yeah, it was, that was when I thought, this is it. And luckily enough, I wasn't watching them games because <laughs> of Blackpool. So <laughs> the, the last game of the season, I remember I was in Blackpool, Pleasure Beach. And I remember um, I came off a ride. It was like, oh, QPR are winning. I think it was, um, uh, what was his name now? What was the guy's name? He scored. Oh, uh, oh what's his name? Oh, he scored the second one. Gibral Cissé. Oh. No, then there was the other guy. Oh, the other Mackie. Ch- Mackie, Mackie, Jamie, Jamie Mackie, wasn't it? And he scored, yeah. and it was like, it was like, oh my god, oh my god. And then as soon as that equalised, went, went, just wait, just wait. And then ninety yeah. <laughs> fourth minute or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and after that, that, that last yeah. game is the most dramatic. It's you know, it is. they think it's all over and all that stuff. And then the comment, obviously the most infamous commentary, yeah. and, and the most iconic, greatest moment in Premier League history, easily. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. And yeah. It's. I, I'm not going to accept an argument for anything else, to be honest. No, it, um, it's it's the definition of a race that the, it was so topsy turvy. Okay, yeah, the, the, a gap appeared at one point, but then it added the it added the bottle into it as well. So it was yeah, a lot of drama. Yeah, huge. And uh, and just one thing, I want to know you know, people. I, I always talk about this. People say, "Oh, Man City are making the league boring," and they say it like that as well. It's very upsetting. Um, no, they're not though, because a lot of these drama moments they're exactly the most... even in even in even in Champions League since they've been in the Champions League, they're creating all these drama yeah. moments. Isn't that? If you had to make like a top five title Premier League title races, I guarantee you, City are in three or in at least three, at least yeah. and, and easily the best one. Well, um, you can say you can say the the, the Aguero moment. Yeah. You've got the City Liverpool, where there's like what like two a point in it, ninety eight, ninety seven yeah. points. I'd say the Gerard slip as well is probably Gerard slip. They're involved in that one. Yeah. So yeah, there's three already. Yeah, we'll be, so. We'll, so we'll be having less of that because you know it's, if it is so easy, then why the title race is so exciting and bloody interesting? We'll be having less of that. Uh, but yeah, guys. But let us know your favourite uh, Premier League title. What do you think is the best title race? Uh, but I think it's it's a no-brainer. And, if you, and then why are you wrong? Yeah, if you don't <laughs> think it's that, yeah. you're wrong. So I don't, actually don't, no, I don't want to hear that. it. Do, do, delete <laughs> your comment. <laughs> no, don't. We need, we need comments. <laughs> don't. There we go. We're now going to move on to uh, Nobgas. It is impossible to keep track of all the football, but your best chance is here. This is viewer questions time. Uh, Miz, at, we were talking about this earlier. Miz, who is a West Ham fan, obviously buzzing about the results, asks... Whether Arsenal have bottled the title, Gasky? Were they in a position to bottle it first of all? Not, th- not this week. No, I, I don't think the they haven't bottled it until City are in the lead and they play the same amount of games. So then that suggests that you do think they were in a position whereby if they lose ground to that position, that counts well, as yeah. a bottle. Of course, it, of course it is. If you're, if you're, if you're top of the league in April. And you do not win the league, you've bottled it. There's what more is there to it? Like Christmas is different, yeah. I think, because there's a lot of football left. There's a month left, there's ten games left, and you've been top all season. 
mm-hmm. and you've got a gap and you don't win it, you've bottled it. And they That's were, the definition. They were eight points clear. Was it in March? But yeah, but they, they, they've, yeah, they've been top all season, haven't they? Pretty much. Yes. They had an eight point. Didn't they have an eight point gap before the World Cup as well? Or even bigger than that, maybe. maybe. I'm sure they had, a, they had a big gap. I know they had one in like yeah, February or March. They had a big gap in March. And if they don't win it, then no matter what people say, oh, they still had a good season, finishing second, they've won nothing and bottled the league. Yeah, it's a good season relative it's not to... Yet, but it's yeah. performances, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but if you ask most fans, would you rather finish third, third with a trophy or second and bottle the title? Well, yeah, exactly. It's... You know, well, they, they haven't they haven't thrown us away yet. Oh, they haven't yet. This is all hypothetical speaking. Mm-hmm. Been a lot of that this podcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's all hypothetical. But we'll come come back in a month's time and then we'll see. Yeah, I think if City beat them at the Etihad, I'm eighty percent sure City win the title from that point. I mean, I, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of outlets are over exaggerating because I'm I'm seeing eighty six percent chance of City winning the league, which I think is miles too high. Yeah, in yeah, this yeah, current definitely. situation. But yeah, I agree. Uh, Village asks, uh, what are your playoff championship predictions? So let's have a look Ooh. at the championship Ooh. Oh, table. yeah, to, I can't remember. I think, oh, not Millwall. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. I'm not, I'm not watching a bloodbath of West Ham versus Millwall. <laughs> so oh, thank you. In terms of the current team's third to six. Well, I think it's, it's going to be, I think Luton and Middlesbrough, definitely. Yeah, I didn't realise Luton were that high. Say, I don't watch the I championship. Know. They they will need to do some revamp of their stadium if they want to go in the prem because I don't it doesn't meet regulations. <laughs> That's quite funny. Hopefully yeah. they do then. That'd I, think be Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth wasn't, but they had they already had the plans to do something mm. like that. And then we got um, Millwall, yeah. Blackburn. No, thank you. There's a lot of teams there though that are quite close. It is very. I mean, if you think you're Even looking West at Brom. 11th, you're looking at 11th, I would say. Yeah. Down to there, but it depends who plays who, I guess. Yeah. So that's what. Well, God, God knows, but it says 46 I'm going to say. I'm going to say Luton, Middlesbrough. Yeah. Blackburn. Yeah. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's the current the current four that are there. And okay. I think it'll be the current positions. And then I think Middlesbrough will play Luton in the final and Middlesbrough will win. I'm going to say that it will be Luton, Middlesbrough, Blackburn, Sunderland in the playoff oh, spaces. I'm not carrying the team. <laughs> now I don't I don't know how the playoff system works in terms it's, of like uh, third, third play, play sixth, twelfth play fifth. Right, okay, so Sunderland are going to finish sixth, and Luton are going to finish third. So Sunderland will beat Luton, Middlesbrough will beat uh, Blackburn, whoever's in fifth, and then Ooh. the final is going to be a big derby: Sunderland versus Middlesbrough, no. Tyne Tees derby or whatever they call it. And <laughs> Middlesbrough are going to win. That's what I'm going to say. Ooh, so we both think Middlesbrough are going to win the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A like ca- Carrick's like army army. Carrick, then... a Carrick master. Is this is this because of your football manager? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> a Carrick master class. Because that I'm sorry, but if, if he managed to get them from 21st to the Premier League, that would, that's got to yeah. be some kind of championship fairy tale. <laughs> well, and I guess the question therein is, how long until he gets poached? Well, yeah. How long until he pulls a Lampard? <laughs> yeah. And then you get, and then Chelsea take him and he shits. Yeah, or well, you, you <laughs> oh, know, or a project like Spurs or someone like that. They might want yeah, him. Yeah, you know, yeah, you never know. Or yeah, or that like, type of, or you know, like yeah. Leicester or Wolves or, or... Do, do, or do, does he keep Middlesbrough and the invest and their Middlesbrough start pushing on, like a Brentford? Who knows? Uh, yeah. But there we go. Those are our. Uh, there you go. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough will join Sheffield United and Burnley in the Premier League. Yeah, big up Burnley, Burnley by the way. Big up Burnley with um, their manager's big head we'll have to see that they're already promoted i believe 
Um, Pim asks, will Jude Bellingham leave Dortmund this summer? It's obviously been a lot of developments. He's First of all, he definitely was going to Liverpool, and then he may be going to Liverpool, and now they've, quote, cooled their interest, and now Klopp is coming out in interviews, I love, basically. I love that word. Cool cooled their interest. Know, yeah. It's like, we don't want you. We don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know what's happened. You know, does that mean Bellingham's yeah. rejected them? Does that mean Liverpool have actually somehow only just realised he's going to cost like 150 million quid or whatever? I don't mm. know. But I, I'm actually leaning more... I, I didn't think I was going to say this. I am leaning more towards he will stay at Dortmund this summer now. I, I am as well. Because if, I, I, I just, who, who's going to invest that much on him? Because well, it's, exactly. it's the English player tax all over again. It, you're paying 50, feasibility. You're looking at paying 50 million more because he's English. And yeah, really. and because he's like the, he's obviously very good, but he is the yeah. in thing, isn't he? He's the flavor of the month sort of thing. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot like him. It's like, he's similar to how, like Enzo Fernandez at uh, Chelsea. He's the, same type of player, and there's loads of them. Real Madrid have got about five, you know, yeah. and there's loads of them around. So he's he's like, okay, he's the best of that bunch, but are, are you going to pay 150 million for him, or are you going to go abroad and pay 40 million for someone similar? Mm. I, I guess the big question is, Difficult. as you say, who's going to make that investment? Only let, let's assume Liverpool are out for this summer. If Dortmund are asking 150 million, let's say it's non-negotiable. I personally don't see Liverpool spending 150 million unless they can like make the deal work in like installments or or Dortmund come low down so in that case you're looking at maybe Barcelona no because they're in financial mess Real Madrid probably could pay that much on one player why but with what they've got why why would they 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 they, they, I mean yeah Camavinga's playing but he left back now so (laughs) you might you never know but well there's talk of you know Cruz and Modric extending And they've also got. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll they'll be they'll still be running the place with bloody walking sticks, them <laughs> two. Jeez. Yeah. And and you've still got players who can play in that area: Valverde, Chouamini, Camavinga, as you say. Yeah. Um, they need to invest that money on a striker. Sebalos, we'll get Sebalos. Yeah. Um, not not a, not a midfielder. Uh, yeah. PSG could buy him. I don't think Bellingham's the sort of person wants to go to PSG. I don't think you're that type of player. No. Yeah. And so that... it's very. It's very, I can't see. I can't see United throwing that money either. So. No. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And so, really, that that probably only. I mean, by buying, maybe I don't know. Um, really, City really. Exactly. And I don't know if City. Uh, will I, do I that. don't think City. I don't think City will launch 150 million. In. No. I, I. I think if Pep thought that he was, I'm not saying he wouldn't work at City. I think if Pep thought he is the perfect player to to complete the team, then I think he probably would. But I don't think he is. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't cry out at City. That's what they need. Yeah. So, so like when they when they signed Grealish, even though there's a lot of debate about how much he's gone for, that side was always a bit iffy mm. compared to the other. So you could tell it was something over there that was needed. Yeah. So I I I I think what's probably going to happen is I think he will go to Liverpool eventually, but I think but that next next season twenty four twenty five exactly when his values come down because there's yeah. obviously a year left you know a year's expired on his on his deal because it's obviously spent another year. Oh, well, apparently they, is it that Graven Bear that they're probably going to get now from Bayern, who's who's just completely binned off for a year of his career going there. Oh yeah, that was that was foolish. But yeah, My it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, the summer will be really interesting. I'm sure that Bellingham yeah. will want to move, but if Dortmund are asking too much then they're asking too well, much they're in, a, they're in a title fight now so if they win the league yeah. you never know you never know 
Nambred asks, "Who's the big? Who's got the biggest schlong in Manchester?" Uh, me. Who's next? Uh, that's the next one. <laughs> there we go. Well, Bykowski. <laughs> uh, and Dr asks, uh, "The World Cup and Champions League systems uh, of qualification, etc., are both changing. I think for the worse." Uh, so Dr asks, "Would you rather keep the current World Cup system or the current Champions League?" system so the champions league one is going to change to well, that the, league well, table the champ well the world cup ones are not knockout. changing heavily it's just adding more teams in so yes. the champions league one i'd rather keep because champions one's a fucking joke it is a it, you're yeah you're trying to make it look more in you're trying to make it look more interesting than it is and it's like no it actually it's going to make it less interesting you're giving them you're giving you're giving you're giving see what is it you're getting one playing one extra match I think I might And then two. you're having it's like a yeah i can't remember how many more it is and then it's a seeding system isn't it like you play I think, yeah, I think it's six, is it six? I can't remember, eight games or something. something and you play like four seeded, four unseeded or something like that. Something. So yeah. it works something like that. And it's just like, I don't know why. It's like, I don't know, I don't know why. Is it trying to scare off the Super League by doing this? I don't know. I, I, I think, know. yeah, m m I think the theory is that the, these big teams want more security. Um, what gives you more security? Uh, a, a knockout, a, a group stage where you only play six games or a league table where you play more games. Of you're playing more. Exactly. You're playing more. It's you're playing more competitive games, which means you're getting more big games on TV, more people watching, more revenue exactly. coming in. I guess that'll be their thought process. Yeah. More. Okay. These maybe the, you know your smaller teams probably like oh, with more teams getting in the Champions League now because I think there's more teams in it, isn't there? Yeah. I think. So, so yeah, something like that. But they'll be happy. But then from a, from a wider perspective, it's just a mess. No, yeah, it, it's it's all to yeah. appease the bigger clubs because because if, if they play more yeah. games, it means they're probably more likely to stay in the competition. It probably means that Barcelona wouldn't get knocked out of the Champions League. Yeah, you know, they got knocked uh, out last you know, few years. In getting, a row. Well, ended up yeah, ending up in the playoff. Ending up, for example, it may, this is where it makes you think like I'm not. This is because not conspiracy theorists or right. anything, but when United play Barcelona in a playoff match in the Champions League in the Europa League. How can we get people watching the Europa League that match? <laughs> uh, do you know, and it's just. It, it, I'm just being, you know, being. It, I don't believe it's that that stuff, but no. you know, it wouldn't shock me. It makes you. It makes like you that. think. It, it makes you. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't make you think. It should just be like, oh, oh, look, what a game. But yeah, so I I agree with you. I mean, I don't like the World Cup change either, which is adding but, more. But, groups but or it's very. It's. I think it. I think it's literally they're adding one extra group in or something, or two yeah. extra groups of that. And, it's just and, more games. Yeah, but the lesser two evils. But, I think you keep the. I think you keep yeah. the Champions League system. Um. Which is perfectly fine. I, I don't really know why. Well, no, I, yes, I, I do I, know why. I, but... They've already made they've already made the changes where they have playoffs between the last. Do you know if you if you're in the Europa League and you win your group, you now get a bye to the last sixteen, which I think is good. You should you shouldn't have to play in the last thirty two match. Mm. You know because then even though I don't I don't really agree with a team getting an extra lifeline in Europe when you've not got through in the yeah I think Champions that's bollocks. League. If you finish third in the Champions League, you're out, mate. Well then, well then at least now it's like you're now in a playoff. You've now got to play someone who didn't win their group in the Europa League, yeah. which is like better. But still, it's like no, he says the top two get through and then you're done. Yeah, I think so. Really? Well, yeah. I agree. Uh, but uh, thank you guys so much for those questions. Do we have a late one coming in? Um, Kante, with a very late entry, asks, what would you do if Kurt Zuma was kicking a cat in your fridge? Um, that'd be very tricky. There's not much space in that in fridge. My, in my fridge? One, why is there a cat in my fridge? And one, why is Kurt Zuma in my house? I don't know. But I'd I, 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 I show him the door and say, I, can I you please him. get out? I'd kick him. And, uh, yeah, I really like it. <laughs> and very quickly, also asks Gasky, uh, now that Martinez is injured, what does United's back line look like? 
uh, what do I want or what will will what, what do what you will want? Happen. What do you want? What do I want? I would want Wambasaka, Lindelof, Shaw, and Dolo or Malassia at left back. But it yeah. will be Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, yeah, and Shaw probably. Aids either way, to be fair. It's just it. If it's just that, it's just that. The, the Maguire is just. Ugh. He just gives me shivers. Just it's since these interviews he's had, it's just a little. No. I know, and uh, I can't. I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait to see him start every single game for England. Uh, at the, at the hey, I mean, did you notice? Just to add to that as well from the Sevilla game. Have you noticed how when he's heading the ball in the opposition net, he misses every time? But as soon as he just comes off his head in his own goal, oh, top corner! Fantastic. Yeah, he needs to have a, me- a mentality Genius. change. If he just thinks. Swap the goals in his head. Oh, John, oh, oh, put the other team's shirt underneath yours. Then you might think you're on the other team. Good point. It's a good point. And uh, we're going to round off this podcast, Gasky, just by very quickly uh, touching on the FA Cup semi finals. Uh, I'm very confident City will beat Sheffield United. Tommy Doyle and McAtee, who are two of Sheffield United's best players this season, are both City loanees. So neither of them will be able to play. So it's not even a full strength Sheffield United side. If City don't win that game comfortably, it's going to be embarrassing. Uh, but let's focus more on Wait, the I United. Wish I, was, I wish I was confident. <laughs> well, exactly. The, the, the well, United um, played Brighton. The, the hospital. Good. Yeah, exactly. The hospital. Uh, it's becoming a hospital. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to say I'm going to be confident. Two one United. I think. I think they will. I think they'll win. I think it'd be a good game. But yeah, it's the. I think they'll. As long as they're clinical, they just need to be clinical because. You know they're they're already they're if, they've conceded a lot this season anyway. Okay, they got a lot of clean sheets, but they've still conceded a lot. Mm-hmm. So, but the midfield wise and attack wise, it's still very much the same. So, as long as they keep doing their attacking part, then I think they'll be okay. Do we know if Evan Ferguson is, uh, you know, the Brighton striker? Do we know if yeah. he's fit or not? Because he, he picked up he, an well, injury he played, recently. Oh, he, played, he played against Chelsea, so I th- he picked up an injury in that game, though. I think. Oh, was it in the game? Uh, I, don't I think know. so. <laughs> I'm just wondering, Evan Ferguson up against Harry Maguire would be a quite funny to watch. Or Maguire. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Yeah, so I I don't know if he's going to be injured or or not. I guess that remains to be seen. Uh, But there we go. Uh, Guys, that was Nobcast. That was Podcast. Gasky, have you enjoyed yourself? As always, every week, this is what I look forward to. I come running home like I'm uh, Charlie with his golden ticket. (laughs) Scampering like a little child. Podcast time, podcast time. Oh, podcast, oh, podcast, friends. Uh, There we go. Uh, I've been Nobbins. Gasky, who have you you been? I have been Gasky this week. Who were you last week, then? I was Gasky. Who are you going to be next week? Mm, probably guessing. Oh, he's he's what he switched up one week, please. Yeah, I, you, I won't tell you when I'll switch it up. I'll yeah, just yeah, just I'll, say I'll, I'll draw a moustache. <laughs> I've been Horatio or something like that. Yeah, I, I wear like a I wear like a bucket hat or something. Yeah, amazing stuff. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for watching. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>